Welcome to Keep IT Healthy Podcast, a show hosted by people making things happen in technology, aiming to optimize healthcare delivery, health, well-being and fitness. My name is Jan Kaminski and I'm the co-founder of AppLover, a company dedicated to improving the quality of life with IT solutions and digital advisory. We started making this podcast to amplify great thinking, to propel healthcare forward. My guest today is Renata Talarek, CEO and co-founder of iSport Agency. Hi, Renata. Hi, hi everyone. Very nice to meet you and thanks for the invitation. Maybe can you tell us the backstory about what brought you to this career path and maybe something about yourself? I think the most important part of my career, it was the experience in uh, private banking. I was working 10 years in the private banking sector and uh, I had a huge luck because I was working in a marketing department uh, and I, during all my career, in fact, I have a project and I run a project that I created from scratch. So, in fact, uh, I didn't think about it, but step by step, in fact, I was preparing to run my own business, in fact, because each project was completely different and I needed to create an idea prepare a strategy, do an execution, very often also found uh, additional funds because most of the time a bank supported me with some basic funds, but at the end, if I wanted to reach a high level of project, I needed to found an extra funds. So step by step, I was gaining some skills. And yes, I think that this experience shaped me the most in terms of uh, business and Thanks to the fact uh, at my last stage of career in uh, in the bank, I was uh, supposed to create a triathlon team. It was something like a lifestyle project inside the corporation. So as I mentioned, I had luck because I was working in financial company, but all my project was around lifestyle. And very quickly, I realized while building this triathlon team that first of all, there is a huge niche on the market, but maybe be before this, when I wanted to uh, build this team, I realized that the team consists of 40 people and there was no woman. So I was thinking that something something is wrong and something should be changed. So of course I can create another project and of course I will do my best to do it perfectly. But at the same time, I wanted to show that there is also a place for women in triathlon or maybe verify if there is no place for women in triathlon. And very quickly I realized that in fact, these are just three disciplines, three the most common disciplines. And it's very available because I... To prepare to triathlon, I uh, started to learn how to swim and it took me six months and I realized that communication play really a huge role in how we can inspire people to be active because at the end I also completely reshaped my way of thinking about sport. I was always active. But thanks to the triathlon, I realized that regular activity, smart activity, and in fact, the motivation is the key. And what we should do is to find the proper motivation and what's more, the positive uh, motivation, because if we are thinking about sport only in the way 
how to lose our weight because this is the most popular motivation we will always think about sport as something negative so this is like my real adventure with sport started and i also realized as i mentioned that there is a huge niche at the last year of my career in bank when i wanted to quit quit the structure i had a conversation with now it's a former CEO of the bank, was also a triathlete. And we were talking about our thoughts and we were sharing our thoughts about sport uh, market, uh, not only in Poland, but uh, in fact in the world. And he shared with me his idea and small dream about a training company. And in fact, after this conversation, it was like one month and we both quit the structure of the bank and, and we created a company together. And uh, the company is named iSport. It exists till now. It reshaped plenty of times as uh, most of the startup. But what is quite interesting, maybe also in the term of uh, our conversation, that when we quit the bank, we, we didn't think about the company as a tech company or as a startup, because for us, it was a company. And as soon as possible, we wanted to have uh, first clients. So our business approach, sales approach, marketing approach, and knowledge and experience were very huge. But in terms of technology, our knowledge was less than zero even. So you can imagine what we faced because in eight months we built, in fact, three components of our, of our company. And it was a web platform application and also something like CSR project with gamification components. So amounts of mistakes that we that we did, of course, we expect and we were sure that our product is the best and we didn't expect that clients will have some different point of view and we weren't prepared for all the criticism that we that we have and with technology. There was a lot, a lot of things, but after launching the the platform and the whole ecosystem of our product, uh, we we didn't know what to do because, in fact, we didn't know if we need to resolve the problems or we should continue sales and see what what happens. So the first month was uh, very very difficult, but as I mentioned, I think the the difference between as I as I can see how businesses are working now. We didn't have knowledge with technology, but we have a huge knowledge in sales, in marketing. And thanks to this, very quickly, we became one of the biggest remote online training platform on the Polish market. And we received a lot of offers from abroad to launch our idea in those markets. So yes, without technology, knowledge technology, we did start up. We didn't know that we uh, did a startup with this knowledge that I have for six years, I think that the future of the company would be completely different. <laughs> All right. So I have so many questions to that. Before we jump into the iSport agency in general, I just wanted to ask you if you are still a triathlete, are you still training? No, in fact, uh, no. If we will think about triathlete as a person who uh, is training those three disciplines like uh, running, swimming, cycling, so yes, but I'm not preparing for any competition and here the COVID-19 changed a lot and changed both market 
and all the uh, event organizers and in fact also the approach of many triathletes and I think that it was like a good break after a couple of years training triathlon and preparing for amateurs races and now I'm still active I'm doing a lot of sports and without sports my I can't uh, exist in fact but I try to I try to try as many disciplines as possible and in fact this is something also that we are doing in our company is trying to inspire society and different target groups just to find their own disciplines or try as many as possible to find your own way in sport. Sure. And did you, you mentioned that COVID changed everything and did you notice an increase in clients, for example, for like more people started training in general, you, you had the data that, that showed that? In fact, it was completely opposite. And in fact, during pandemic, I can say we closed the the period of iSport as a training platform. It was it was hard, but uh, unfortunately it was necessary. And I think like most of the companies, we, we could close our business or redefine what we will do. And we started to think more about physical activity than, uh, than sport. In fact, people started to think uh, more about their health. It was very difficult. And in fact, the, the very important was the budget. And people started to think, for what they are spending their their budget and sport wasn't the first choice so yes and and in fact the in our business because it was training platform and mostly we prepared people for amateur racing as you know the whole sport uh, organizers events were closed and so our market in fact in a couple of weeks disappeared so it was it was a challenge and yes this pandemics has an impact on us in the way how we were thinking about business and how we were thinking as a person about sport. As I know, iSport Agency is a partner of Phoenix Foundation. And could you share some more insights on what the foundation is in general and what was the form of cooperation with the foundation? What was the role of the agency? In fact, we we was the, the agency that uh, gives a service to foundation. And um, we had a huge luck because we started to cooperate with foundation. It was like very, I think the period was like when pandemic started, we started to work for Phoenix Foundation. And at the beginning, because it was the beginning of agency and in fact, the beginning of, uh, of the foundation. So we had a structure as a company because we, we already run a business for a couple of years. And thanks to this, we were able to, in fact, it became both an agency and in fact at this first stage also a team that was creating the foundation for the first two years when foundation didn't have the structure we were we are playing both both roles and uh, our main goal was to create the education program education in in the meaning sport education in poland and then implemented in other european countries and our role was in some of the project was creation from the beginning uh, preparing a strategy execution communication taking care about kpis and i think this is quite important because um, the phoenix foundation is not a typical foundation and also thanks to the fact that in my company almost all team has a business background in all activities we have a business background and uh, in fact the founder of foundation with his business experience his entrepreneur 
and also very keen in uh, in sport we we started to work think uh, about foundation more in the business way and we always were aware who is our i can say customer because we targeted our all our project to kids but who is our audience and how we should attract them and inspired uh, kids to be active because the goal of foundation was to inspire as many kids as possible to be active and all projects that were created are creating the main goal is to reach kids and show them the diversity of sport and show them sometimes that sport can be their way in life and push them to professional career but i like that that's like the american approach to running a foundation Absolutely. And uh, yes, we see the difference because, uh, in fact, uh, the founder of Foundation, Sebastian um, Kulczyk, it was like by accident that start of foundation runs with the start of pandemic. And some of the people think that we had such a great idea about technology, for example, and implement technology because of pandemia. But pandemic, but in fact, the uh, implementation of technology was before the pandemic, and because Sebastian is uh, very involved in all startup sectors and is very aware of technology and the strength of uh, technology, it was obvious for us that most of the project or some of the project needed support of technology, and that's how, in fact, also we started to maybe not started to to think about application because Sebastian also knew exactly what application he wanted and it was like application for kids that uh, count steps but we started to develop it and it was one of the one of the project inside the whole cycle of project around the, the the whole year because we we invented the strategy and the whole year we we had something something to offer for schools parents kids so that kids are with us whole year. You mentioned an app. Where did the inspiration for the foundation app come from? It was from the founder. And in fact, that Sebastian wanted, I think that it was uh, three, three years ago, but I think that the application and uh, the mechanism uh, that counts steps, we wanted something simple, something engagement and something with gamification. So it was the goal to, to have an application thanks to which kids can compare with each other, can have the simplest uh, activity and can win sport rewards. Because we thought that the the biggest motivation for kids is first of all gamification and there there needs to to be a gamification and an application we, each month we set up challenges, individual and group challenges. And at the end, the most active kids, sometimes when the challenges are uh, between schools, the most active schools win rewards. And in fact, the, this is a simple mechanism, but it worked. And thanks to the fact that we put a huge emphasis on um, distribution channels and promotion application, the effects are still amazing, in fact. Yeah, I've noticed. That's true. Maybe you can share some data here because uh, your app was a tremendous success, especially in the media. So what effects has the foundation recorded thanks to the app so far? Till now, we have, till now, so I mean, I mean, it's two year and a half. 
that application is on the market and it's available. There is one more than 150,000 kids registered to the application. Wow. So yes, and this is this is the results without maybe not without a huge campaign because uh, maybe later I will tell about also a campaign that we did with Wielka Orkiestra Świątecznej Pomocy. But it's 150,000 kids registered. It's more than. 3,000 uh, schools that part in different challenges on the application. So this is for us also a huge success because most of the foundation companies uh, that try to cooperate with schools have a huge challenge to persuade them uh, to use technology. And for us, it was quite easy. What's more, in um, each challenge, because uh, during one month, we have about four or five individual individual challenges. And like one one time per three months, we have uh, inter-school challenges. We have in one challenge about from five to 10,000 kids that take part in challenge. So for us, this is yes, quite a good results. And... As I mentioned, now we are not doing and we don't have also budget for a huge promotion. The biggest change and I think the biggest wave of the kids and schools was thanks to the Wielka Orkiestra Świątecznej Pomocy. And we organized a Polish competition for schools. And we have two goals. First goal was we were looking for the most active school, of course, and the 10 most active schools won the rewards. But at the same time, we had a common goal. We wanted to collect 1 million steps. And if kids would collect 1 million steps, the foundation give 1 million slotted to Wielka Orkiestra Świątecznej Pomocy. And of course, two times we reached the goal, but the effects were amazing because in fact, we had more than a couple hundred of schools and just 10 won the reward. So this engagement and this common goal and the building community was really important. And this is something that is uh, worth emphasizing that the, the idea is sometimes more important than a huge technology. You also said that you are trying to reach a foreign markets somewhere except for Poland. Yes, in fact, the strategy of the foundation was that uh, all the projects that we invented and implemented, in fact, we first we implement to verify if the project works. So the Polish was a testing market. And then we implemented the same project or some of the project in Switzerland. Spain, UK, Australia, and Thailand, but mostly we focus on the Europe. And application was launched in Switzerland, Spain, and uh, and UK. So yes, this uh, they they tried, but it was like the first attempt to implement the team that worked internationally. They learn how to use technology, and this is very important. And I think this is what we can do, in fact, in our everyday work. If we have a chance to learn others how they should work with technology, what is technology? And in fact, uh, sometimes technology, it's not the only solution. Like technology is something that supports us, but the other part of work needs to be done. Right. You also said uh, we were talking a lot about IT solutions. Basically... If you can give some examples, how else can an IT solution promote pro-health behaviors in general? 
I think this is such a huge area how IT can can support because uh, I can list some of the of the solution like hyper personalization, reaching mass market. What's more, gamification. This is something that is so important. You use gamification yourself in the end. Yes, we are using, but I think we are using this, but not in advanced level. We still have a lot to learn in this path. But yes, gamification. I think now. Everything that is around experience, uh, it's necessary to reach uh, all target groups. So that's why I think that pandemic also developed strongly this all online racing, streaming, and this is this is completely different area of how IT can support. But one, how we can in fact participate in sport events, how we can train and uh, be on our regular activity. And on the other part, how we consume sport because it affects us a lot. So yes, uh, I'm not an expert in all of those aspects, but what is interesting and we try to focus now on Generation Z. And here I think that the streaming play a, a huge role. Yeah. You mentioned some marketing campaigns and as i said i know you had tremendous success in especially in this area so maybe you can share with your audience some of your favorite examples of supporting marketing communication using a mobile or web application i can mention one that we did at the beginning it will be in fact i have one favorite from our experience but i think there are plenty on the market that are worth mention also but it was like at the beginning of a training platform and at the beginning i mean after a couple of months we started to analyze exactly who is our clients and from data it was obvious that our clients were men between 35 and 50 years old and of course it was like the abonnements that were most popular it was triathlon running and and cycling so um, i think not without significance was the fact that i was in triathlon and i started to think is our product dedicated to men or in fact we create communication that reach men and before before we we started to build a strategy targeted our clients i wanted to check where is really the maybe not a problem but if the if the target group is determined by the product or by communication so i wanted to check and create a project dedicated to a woman in triathlon and we create a project called i don't know it's in poland it was kobiety navagazwota in english it, it doesn't sound so good because it's like woman worth gold and it it was connected with iron men and people from from iron so we wanted to show that women also can find their place in a triathlon and we really create a huge ecosystem of elements that needed to uh, catch attention of women the the gold as a as a color were everywhere in communication mm-hmm. and we we have communication we have dedicated social media we have in fact it was curious because thanks to the fact that we changed communication we brought sponsors to the project from completely different area because it was fashion beauty industry and it doesn't happen in in triathlon also we reached some women ambassadors that supported our our campaign and also we we have in fact combination because we of course we wanted to to sell a training service and brought uh, women to our platform 
but also in fact we did a lot of good things because the project was a huge success and uh, in the triathlons because we have a one uh, partner it was a triathlon in Poznan that accepted our idea and we did like the first wave that started the race was created by woman all girl had a gold cap and we created a gold wave so it was really beautiful and it was really stunning when we were looking at it was thousands of women started in triathlon and mostly for the first time so this is like we showed that in fact sometimes it's worth to think could, what determine your target target group? Is it product, service, or communication that you created? And in this case, we just proved that the communication matters. And before you started to create or create the campaign, think really very intensive, intensively. Who would you like to target? And yes, this, I think that mostly in sport, when we are talking about trends, this micro-targeting in communication is crucial. Okay, and out of curiosity, if you look at the triathlon market right now, is it equal, men and women, or there is still a big disproportion? It's not equal, but I think that more and more women are taking part. And I think it won't be equal because of different different things. Uh, I don't want to say that uh, time. The most important thing is that it's still not equal, but not because of physical or mental aspects, because there are so many amazing uh, women that take part in triathlon. And what is very important, Important that are very active in social media and show that triathlon is really for everyone. So I think that this is, triathlon is very specific, but it's a great example, in fact, around discipline that apart from running and fitness, I think uh, triathlon is a discipline in uh, with which people identify very strongly and they show yeah. the training, they show the races, and thanks to the fact they promote the discipline. And this is something that I would like to underline plenty of times, and this is our most important work. Without promotion, without high-quality promotion and the promotion in all channels, all social media, we won't promote sports. So triathlon is doing a great job, and mostly people who are taking part in triathlon are real ambassadors. Then. Community is very, very strong and very, very, let's say, into it. Would you also say uh, triathlon is also a great networking sport? There's a lot of people who are from business or connected to business that actually are training. Would you agree? Or would you rather say that it's a completely open sport in a sense? It is a sport that I think attracts business, yes, because of different things. It's starting from the challenge. And if someone is in business and like to have a goal, a reaching goal, breaking the barriers, yes, the triathlon is perfect. The second thing is, I think we need to say that the triathlon is not a cheap sport. And if you are in triathlon, if you want to train, you know, it's like apart from running, which is the cheapest, you need to go regularly to swimming pool, you need to have a bicycle, you need to pay to take part in races, because I don't know if we can say that someone is training triathlon without taking part in a competition. Because as I mentioned, right. you, you can be active and train those three disciplines separately. But I think that the race is like uh, you need to take part in the race or taking part in the race, you, race, you can say that I'm a triad. So yes, and um, in fact, also I think that there is a 
something like a great organization of time. So I think that people who are in business and who are used to have a plan, schedule, and know that to reach goal, you need to have a plan how to organize your time and you need to perfectly organize your time. So, yes, I think that maybe sometimes it's also... Uh, yeah. No, no, I just wanted to add that it takes time. I mean, it, it actually takes time. You need to have a lot of time to train, but like properly for... Of course, longer distances. If, we, if we're talking about those shorter ones, obviously, then that's different, right? Absolutely. In fact, that's why now I think that we can see on the market that there is a change because people who are in triathlon, I think that after a couple of years, they need to switch into one discipline or just try something new. Because if you are not a professional triathlete and you are not living for this sport, in fact, very important is to keep a balance like with everything. And with triathlon, sometimes it's difficult. Right. Okay. And you mentioned the, the trends. So we were talking about the trends a bit. What are the most important trends that will help to promote healthy behaviors in the coming years? What are your opinions and thoughts on that? You know, last time we strongly focused on Generation Z. So in fact, my perspective about trends is strongly connected with this generation. In fact, this generation is now one of the, the largest social group on the market. So when we are thinking about trends, when we are thinking about challenges, for me, it concerns this group. So I think that first trend that will reshape and is reshaping how sport looks like is streaming. All kind of streaming because it's also quite a huge spectrum. But I think the way how we are consuming sport, it will affect also how we will do sports because it is connected like the vision of our companies always this professional sport has an impact on amateur sport market so how we consume sport that matters of course gaming experience but gaming experience for me also with a huge connection with reality and how we can transport gamification experience into reality and we already have some great examples of how we can do it and uh, one of my best example is how Roland Garros did it and they create gaming experience for children for youths and the reward was uh, taking part in the in the game in competition in tournament so this is perfect way how to promote discipline how to promote in fact uh, their own brand if I want to mention AR VR and metaverse it will be strange but but of course, yes, this will in fact change completely how, yes, once again, how we experience. I know it's uh, for some people, it's still far away, but uh, for those who are, who are strongly in the health and sport industry, they need to start even try to understand how it works because it will, we are talking about trends and we are talking about future, but what is very important that it's not future, it's what is happening now and we need to be aware of it. And uh, hyper-personalization, I don't know if you can call it a trend, but this is something that from very beginning we are underlining and thanks to technology it can become more personalized and we need to remember that now we need to 
promote and to give very personalized service product and also communication. So yes, even this not just personalized, but hyper-personalization, this is a good word. And maybe it's not a trend, but it's still a huge need. And I think uh, we need to underline as many times as possible that social media are needs are not trends anymore but if you are not in social media and talking about social media we are not talking about facebook we are talking about this different way of communication and also thinking about different communication in different channel and try to think how we can communicate differently in tiktok instagram and facebook and you just need to be there so Yes, I just don't want to talk about it like uh, as a trend. I think that maybe the, the, the next topic or the next question will, will be about the challenges. And I think the communication and social media are the biggest challenge now because this should be something that is on our regular work, but it's still not. Okay, uh, you actually mentioned that. So the challenges, are there any other challenges that we are facing, especially in the promotion of pro-health attitude and, you know, and how companies like yours help overcome them? In general for me the, the biggest challenge is the gap that is now between generation z and other generations because this is a really the biggest gap in the way what we are thinking how we think about trends probably generation z is already very into the solution and they are using this technology and the way how they are advanced with technology how they think about technology how they consume sport all gaming, all e-sport, and also what is interested for them in social media. And this is something we need to think. And uh, in fact, our last couple of months here, it's all the time education our clients that we don't need to reinvent the wheel, but we need to reinvent how we sell the wheel. And this is the key. This should be the first step, in fact, for me that, for example, there are many, many events that they have less participants and they try to invent something new, something crazy inside the event. But it's not the problem. The problem is when you ask, okay, but how you promote the marathon? Are you using Instagram, TikTok? Are you posting regularly? Are you using video format? Are you using targeting email campaigns? Are you targeting or are you thinking about your audience? Who is taking part? What are they? No. So they are not doing these basic jobs. So I think that unfortunately, you know, we are now talking about uh, these local business, I'm not talking about huge company like, for example, Strava, who is for sure very high developed. But for this local local country business, I think that there is still a lot, a lot of work in terms of communication and understand communication because Generation Z is looking completely different in everything. So if we want to change our way of thinking, they won't change. The situation won't change. So unfortunately, we need to adapt. And I think that our generation have absolutely a lot of values that we can share from our experience. But to do it, we need to start to think in the way. And I, I don't think that it's worse because uh, very often we can hear a sound that, oh my God, they are all the time with mobile phones. They are all the time using just computers. Yes, but if you want to have an impact of what they are watching, try to show them your perspective, 
but in a different way because you need to do it. Okay. And if you are to share three pieces of advice for originators and initiators of similar pro-social projects supported by IT solutions, but standing at the beginning of their path, what would those three advices be? First, I think it's already mentioned in the question that everyone should remember that IT is a support because I think that a lot of people think that while launching application or a web platform, the success is just around the corner. But no, I think that after launching IT tools, the adventure begins and the the work, in fact, we should remember that that these are two parts of work that should be done. First, before we launch IT tools and then I don't want to say which is more important, but uh, once again, without, and mostly when we are talking about pro-social projects, when the budget are not very high and often there is no huge budget for promotion, we need to think about our distribution channels and very often we need to do it by ourselves. And we are a great example that it's possible because this is how we work with schools. And in fact, the, the same work that was done with IT was done by, by my team. And we really do a lot of effort to build a relationship with schools and physical activity teachers. So this is first advice. IT is a support. You still need to uh, do a lot of work. The second, I think that it will be quite obvious, but have a long perspective of your project and know uh, what is your long-term goal. But I think as never before, be open, have open mind and open eyes for reshaping your project and product. Verify as often as possible what you are implementing with target group and don't be afraid of criticism because if you are sensitive, I think uh, stay, stay far away from technology. <laughs> because it's not for not, not for you and the last and maybe this is last and the most important the budget and here i have two two advices first of all be aware of your budget and be aware what it budget uh, consists of because uh, launching it tools is just the beginning and if you don't know what is after and uh, what you can expect, like help desk, SLA development. We can't think about technology and uh, application web platform as a website because sometimes still it's like this approach that after launching is the end and uh, all costs were, were done, but no, it's still just a half of the price. And the last one, and maybe in terms of your companies, because we we work like this with you and it's much, much better than we did it before. Be transparent as much as possible about your budget. If the IT company know what budget do you have, I think we can avoid a lot of mistakes from the very beginning. Yeah, they can propose something, right? Exactly, exactly. Are you working on any new projects right now? Could you share some insights on, on those? Yes, we our latest project, and in fact, this is something that will replace a training platform. It's iSport Fitness Index. It's physical test and sport predisposition test. 
and it measured the level of physical activity, in fact, of the whole society, depending on the target group, because it can uh, it can be proposed to children, youth, and uh, adults. The communication and the goal is different. And within uh, the main motor characteristics, yes, we we measured this. This is something, in fact, that changed during pandemic because we started to think about physical activity, and we can propose a personalized recommendation and solution at which moment or which level of physical activity the human being is now. And uh, in terms of kids, this is because after after doing such tests, client or the, the user is receiving the level of physical activity and in fact, what does it mean? The strength and weaknesses also a recommendation which sport fits the best to your natural predisposition which is quite important and the recommendation of exercises and in fact in terms of kids we we already uh, use this methodology uh, with phoenix foundation and it called phoenix active uh, score we already tested uh, 50,000 kids and uh, we digitalized the results and each kids and parents that took part in our in our test can verify on the platform the results what are the effects very important here is that in terms of kids the most important is to show them the variety of sport and tell them that in sport there is a place for everyone the most important is to find your strength in fact the, not with the foundation but the product that we are building now on the basis on this methodology call is called find your sport superpower and this is the key in terms of kids also in the long term it can have a scouting uh, effects because this is something also that market needs and uh, nowadays it's just the the talents are uh, taking from nine percent of uh, of kids and if we will have an access to all kids in the world the effects will be completely different probably then in the terms of FIAF, uh, we are using this project also to verify the level of physical activity but here we also are working of combination and connection between physical uh, level of physical activity and mental health because this is something that is the most important now and this is the biggest challenge in this group and we wanted to show by having the results that sport can be a great solution with fighting against physical uh, this mental mental problem with yachts and at the end, we have adults, and with adults, this is a business product because this is like an innovative well-being product for companies. It's already on the market. We sell it. We, we have first clients. And what we are doing now, we are launching technology. And in the long term, we would like to implement telemetric technology so that we would be able to do all tests without devices just with the use of mobile phone and the camera okay and are you planning to come back to the triathlon races we'll be able to you know see you somewhere soon <laughs> maybe one day i don't know now i i switched to yoga and i tried to find a control on my body because you know this is something funny i was so sure that i'm 
so sportive after doing triathlon that I I can do any any other sport that I would like to and I go to yoga lessons and I was divorced so it was quite a, a challenge for for me but I now I play a lot of beach volleyball and this is something that gives me a lot of fun but we never know I still have free bikes in my ga- garage you know and I don't know what to do with them so maybe one day I will come back and the most important for me is now maybe if I will have uh, friends that will do triathlon and it will be community event and community race that in fact we will go together have fun and after the race we'll stay have a beer together have fun this will make sense for me and I will come back but who knows the time will tell Yes, but I keep my fingers crossed for for you and your half uh, Iron Man. I, I hope you you will keep balance. <laughs> If you have a problem, call me. <laughs> I will. I will. All right. So our guest today was Renata Talarek. Thank you very much for joining. Thank you for invitation. It was a real pleasure. Stay in touch with us. Subscribe to our podcast. Give us a like, comment, or share. If you want to reach out personally, you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram.